Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, Lucas and I sit down with two of the nicest people in marketing, Brian and Kim Walker of Shop Marketing Pros. We discuss what got them into the business, the future of marketing, and the critical mistakes shop owners are making when they hire a marketing agency or website company. But before we get into all that, do Lucas and me a favor, please. Head on over to YouTube and type in ASOG. Once you see our channel, please hit that subscribe button. It would really help us out. Plus, you don't want to miss any of our new content we'll be putting out very soon. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure that you have a set to automatically download the latest episode as well. And now, here we go. We're good. Yeah. We've been good. Live on I, I YouTube, live on good. Facebook. What's that? I was born. I'm just excited it's working well, all you know, morning. It's just this computer mic, so. That's need... okay. Well, it's not an Apple. Well, oh, that's true. That's probably a big part of the problem. It does have a cool <laughs> sticker, though. What is that? <laughs> this thing is a specced out laptop. This thing is legit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So and listen, all, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen. <laughs> so in all seriousness, we talk about marketing and we talk about the fact that that Brian and Kim Walker, <laughs> everybody knows who they are. From shop marketing pros. All What's that? All of our listeners use them for marketing. This is going to be so fun. We have, we do have a lot of friends that use you too. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. a bunch. Oh, okay. A bunch. Yeah. And they complain you tell all us? the time about. I'm just, I'm just kidding. They don't. <laughs> you know, the glare on your bald head is just. It's great. You, t- it's improving the lighting. So it's very smooth this morning. <laughs> do you shave that? 
Um, no. Yes, I do. <laughs> Look, I'm, I have to. I'm thinning out. He's a lot. going in that uh, direction. I'm thinning out a lot up here. And Kim just got these pictures printed, oh, um, God. like these big pictures to go in our in our hallway. So she's got a picture of her, a picture of our son Peyton, and a picture of me. Yeah. And you know, when she's looking at the picture on her phone of me, it looks great. When it comes in and it's, you know, 18 inches wide and 24 <laughs> inches tall, I straight up look like the top of my head is completely bald. And I have the, the ring. You know, no, yeah, no, no, no. It's bad. So I started losing my hair at 24 and it started thinning out and stuff like that. And I, I, I remember sitting in the kitchen of our first house with my wife and she's like, I'm like, you know what? Just, just shave it like way down, like get it to about that then. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I need to get it done. Cause it's, it was getting like, I'm having to like swoop it. And this was before I, the <laughs> swoop was like in. So I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Wait, the swoop was not in. The swoop was not in at that point. No. no like the Justin point. Bieber, like, you know, where <laughs> oh, you see the kids like swoop. walking around, like, He's talking about the, the swoop, time, like, not the comb over. I'm thinking of the comb over. <laughs> no, 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 okay, not the okay, comb okay. over. All like right, I could have grown it long and, and, you know, done the thing there and it would have worked. I would have looked ridiculous because, you know, almost 30 years oh, walking you think, around with like that. You think the haircut's going <laughs> to... Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I used all the hair product. That was, you know, pulling a Jimmy Lee with the, the, you know, not that haircut. But, you know, like I used all the hair products back in the day. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, just shave it all down. And she she gave me essentially that. And I'm like, I don't know if I can go with that thing. Or that like like short, mm-hmm. I should say. Like two or three years later, I mean, so I'm like I'm essentially buzz cutting it, but I left it a little long, and I, I, yeah, I'm sitting in a, 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 I'm standing in the bathroom in front of a sink, and the lights like coming from the top, and and you just saw like I am missing so much hair up here, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> this is it. Well, like, I'm the done. Problem, it's, I'm going smooth. I have to. His go hair smooth. looks this great nice. like that. He, I, I like it. I think it's good. He's, he keeps saying, "I'm going to shave it. Yeah. I'm going to shave it." The problem, I won't keep up with it. Is he won't keep up? With so it. I don't. I don't. And, and you know, I've met like Chuck is probably in every day, like all top to bottom. He's shaves every single day. Keeps it just baby butt smooth. I, I don't. Trust me, I don't. I think if you start like if you come into my shop on a Friday <laughs> or like it's been a long like rough weekend or we went somewhere or something like where I was busy and you come back in on Monday like I'm disheveled and bless beards it. all over the place hair all the way up to here because it'll grow all the way up to oh here gosh. I'm all fuzzy and stuff like that you can pull <laughs> and when I can happy. start like yeah if I get out of bed and like I'm like do I have bed head and, and my, my few hairs up here all like smushed over I'm like now it's time to, to cut and it let's and not, not get to November because he just thinks I don't know whoever started this no shave November this this time <laughs> you're putting your money there because yeah. the point is no shave November you're supposed to like donate donated to something to, or it's whatever it's testicular cancer yeah that's the point yeah. No, he just thinks it's November. I don't have to shave <laughs> the whole month. <laughs> Do you grow totally the whole beard out? out? Like the whole I thing? Do. All yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And then we took pictures for the shop or did videos or something. And mm-hmm. after the fact, he's like, oh, my God, I should have shaved. Yeah, I really should have. <laughs> I look homeless. <laughs> like I do. I come into the shop, like the beard's all over the place Forrest and stuff. Gump. Like I, I, What's that? Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you look homeless and... <laughs> And sometimes, you know, I 
how you said about female service advisors. She was like, hey, are you going to shave? Like, no. <laughs> I think he just wants to fit in with my family at Tennessee for Thanksgiving. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. I think that's what we're in the backwoods of Tennessee. Yeah, Um, well, I'm I'm in the backwoods of North Carolina, so, you know, it's just, you know, same, same, same theme, same concept. I've seen members of your family. They all look like you. Different sizes, but they all look like you. Yeah. What, what's your point? What's the what's the look in backwards North Carolina? You've not met that part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh Specifically, gosh. nature of that. <laughs> I don't need to hear about it on the podcast. There you go. Business topic. What are you looking at? Business topic uh, and comments coming through. We're talking marketing, T-Tech. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking yeah. marketing. We're actually talking about uh, the fact that if you own a marketing company, do you serve the the two clients next door to each other? And for them, it's the answer is no. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's very cool. cool. You know why? I think if we if we track it all the way back, I do you know the why? I think I would say the why is because we were shop owners first. Right. That right. we we get it. I understand. Well, and you know so. We, we were shop owners. And then when I left the world of turning wrenches, we opened this marketing agency and we were a generalist agency. Right. So we, um, the only reason that people had to come to us because we, is because we were local to them. So we were working for all these different businesses and we had a few times there because everybody's local where we would have competitors come to us and they would ask us to, you know, we, we'd be doing Google AdWords for two competitors. And it was like, man, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah, because I'm literally not only am I helping them compete against each other, but I'm competing against myself with the work that I do. It's like I'm over here creating these Google ads and I need them to outperform the competition. But the competition (laughs) is my client also. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, it it just it just never like like there's just a, a dirty feel to it. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of the companies that are out there, they are low price 
going for bulk. You know, they want to have thousands of clients. That's not who we are. You know, we, we're still in a growth phase. We want to get up to the point where we have about a hundred clients. Well, you know, a hundred clients across the United States, that's, that's not a problem to do without, uh, you know, running into, you know, one client running into another. So, so we, we have, I think the closest we have right now is 10 miles. Um, And that's like in freaking Dallas or Houston or. Yeah. We're like, they're only going to drive two to three miles and that's it. Yeah. Right. But we did put it in place so that we can just have a hard no. If somebody, if somebody contacts us and they're within three miles of an existing client, then it's a hard no. We can't. And you know, also it's, it's a, a litmus test against our core values, right? We, we right. put our core values in place and we call it our shield, S-H-I-E-L-D. Each one of them stands for a different thing. One of them is integrity. Well, does it feel right? Is it the right thing to do? Right. And it it's going to be difficult on our – I mean, our team that's doing the ads, they need to feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. So it's across the board. Right. So now you were shop owners. Yes. You were a tech right mm-hmm. here in Raleigh, right? Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, so when, my first job as a tech was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, at right. a Mercedes dealership. Um, I ended up working for Leith Mercedes okay. here in Raleigh. Right. And then after doing that for a few years, I opened my first shop, uh, which I called Behind the Star. Stupidest right. thing ever. <laughs> it made sense to me, you know, because right. as a Mercedes guy, they, they talk about the, uh, the Mercedes, um, you know, the people who service Mercedes being the people behind the star. Right. Well, that Dumb was marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of the first marketing lessons that I ever had was your name <laughs> right. needs to make sense. Then we ended up moving over to Apex, North Carolina, where right. we named our shop Peak Automotive. Right. Very cool. And so help me understand the transition from shop owner to marketing. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious because, you know, we, we, we've got a lot of tech listeners. Mm-hmm. And and some of the things that we talk about is is that many of them feel like there's no next thing, right? right? They feel like I'm going to age out here. This is going to be it. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Or I'm going to get pissed off and go open my own shop. Yeah, Th- those are the two options, yeah, right? Yeah. So what? How did this transition happen? Tell us a little bit about that. So from from my side of things, when I first opened my shop, I needed a website. And I couldn't afford one. Right. Um, we opened that first shop with like six hundred dollars. I actually, I actually ended up trading my first few months of rent. It was an old radiator shop that right. I got in, and the chemicals from the radiator uh, cleaning had just rusted out everything. All right. of the electrical conduit was rusted out. The wow. wiring was right. was bare wiring. So I traded them. I rewired the shop for the first six months of rent. Oh, wow. So I, I did this on an extreme budget, but I needed a website, couldn't afford one. So I built my first website. I actually built it in Microsoft Word. Oh, wow. <laughs> Published it. It worked. But uh, but then, you know, over the time, it was something that I enjoyed doing. Uh, right. Before I was a professional technician, uh, my hobby was working on cars. Well, when you do it all day, every day, yeah. you know, that, that – yeah. It wasn't my hobby anymore after right. that. So the thing that I did to kind of zone out uh, was was building websites. I just enjoyed it. Right. Uh, I had a friend who introduced me to a content management system. Uh, this would have been back in 2004, 2005, uh, called .NET Nuke. Right. I built the company website in, in DNN. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I just um, – when we ended up shutting down our business uh, – which that's a long story. I don't know if y'all want to get into that or not, but, uh, I, 
I went back to work for another shop and I built websites just to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that evolved into the the marketing agency. Now, Kim has a, a completely yeah. different story because all that I did was websites, but Kim did email and social and all that stuff. So my background is education. I was a teacher and a school counselor. And when I got pregnant with our son is when he decided, oh, my God, if I don't open a business now, I never will. Right. And so um, fast forward to when we closed our shop again, which is another <laughs> chronicle of things. But um, anyway, when we closed the shop, people started – well, let me back up. I left my career to join him in the shop to do marketing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said, I need you to come do marketing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't, even, right. I don't even know what that means. And he's like, you're great with people. You'll figure it out. Like, just come do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So as many shop owners experience probably as you don't, you know, not getting paid like everybody else gets paid. So I was right. like, listen, I'm getting paid one of us has to have a check on a steady basis. So we agreed on all that. I I came and joined him in the business, um, learned marketing myself. And um, so when we closed, people started coming to me saying, Hey, I know that, you know, you're not in business anymore, but will you do my email marketing for me? Or will you do this? Or will you do that? And right. we were, Look, God gave us a story to share. So, I mean, I'm not afraid to – we were in bankruptcy at the time um, because the closing of the shop was based on a road construction project. It was a big nightmare and everything. And so I'm like, we got bills to pay. And I'm sitting at my kitchen table. I got a kid to feed. And so um, I took on any and every little marketing thing there was. Yeah. And so um, just kind of created my own little tiny marketing company from my kitchen table and – Fast forward to that, we ended up moving back home to Louisiana, tried to reopen the shop down there. Um, that didn't work out. Meanwhile, I'm still networking in our community and doing all the things we did as a shop owner, and people were learning that I could do marketing. And so um, I carried on with that. We did a lot of work um, with Constant Contact. So I was yeah. a speaker and a trainer for Constant Contact, and it allowed me to get out and meet people and, and, and take on little jobs here and there. And so... I was doing social media, email marketing, um, I forget, a couple of other little things. Meanwhile, he's working at the dealership in Baton Rouge um, doing and, and left that, hated the drive, um, and started doing websites. So he, right. I was actually meeting with a, a children's museum to get them signed on with Constant Contact to do free email marketing for them for an, as a nonprofit when she offered me a job to come into the Children's Museum that was opening, launch it with her. And so it was kind of perfect for her because she needed someone with an education background and who could do marketing, like who mm, does that. Right, so right. it was perfect. So I took that on. And then it was an opportunity. It opened the door for Brian to leave the dealership, come back, home to he was driving to baton rouge and so he took over my clients that i had i was doing email and stuff with merged it with um websites and that sort of thing and so shop marketing pros is an evolution of multiple Uh, right things over 12 years so that's pretty awesome yeah it's been a great ride so you've become extraordinarily popular right like super popular have we you have you definitely have. I mean, we were just talking about and it. Amongst our circle of friends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we don't have many friends, so it's okay. Uh, 
<laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, my big question for you is, is you guys see all of these shops doing all of this marketing and, and you come into them a lot of times, you know, now you guys are the cream of the crop, right? A lot of shops go in and they try and, you know, they'll dabble with Facebook, turn that ad on and they'll dabble with Google ads or they'll dabble with this or that, or pay somebody to do this or that. What, what is the biggest mistake you guys see when it comes to marketing a shop right now? I think that the the biggest thing is that they there's no cohesiveness in their marketing. They they hire this person to do this thing. You know, they'll have one person that's handling their website, one person that's doing their Google ads, another person that's doing their social media, uh, another person that's doing their SEO, and none of those people know what the other ones are doing. And then the the shop owners haven't taken the time to educate themselves to know is this person actually doing something that is making an, an impact to the bottom yeah. line of my business. Right. Um, and you know, there, there's no, I mean, like in your class yesterday, you know, you talked about things like who's the audience, who's the messaging and no one is finding that out. Yeah. Like they're, they're just right. doing marketing for the sake of marketing. Yeah. So it, it, it it's just setting everything up for failure from yeah. the beginning. That, that's exact. I would say exactly the same thing. And they just ask us, we didn't have a plan for this today, but, um, I, I taught that in my class yesterday. Um, that's right. exactly what I said. I gave them an example. We had a client, um, in our town, I'm driving down the road. I saw her billboard. I never listened to local radio for all kinds of reasons, but you know, you use Spotify or whatever, but I had the local radio on and I heard her radio commercial and then we were working with her social media and um i'm like that looks and feels like three different companies yeah. i don't know that the right, right hand knew what the left hand was doing and so right. i called her she's also a friend of mine and i'm like girlfriend when you've got something going on you right. need to tell all the people yeah. so that every your message is the same your voice like that's right. a big deal people don't understand and i know when we when we decided let's come back home to the automotive industry and, and serve the people that we love and, and do what we know and, and that right. sort of thing. Um, we talked about, well, okay, they're all shops. Yeah. Like how, how are we going to differentiate the marketing? And, um, and it's, it's really not difficult because your story is so completely different from the next shop's story. Yeah. Your people are different. Your customers are different. Your culture is different. And so um, that's the thing is that we we spend a lot of time talking to them and really getting to know them. And, and I told her, I'm like, if you're going to have different people touching your brand, like the logo was skewed. They like right. I'm I'm like, did they go grab that off of Google Images? It was pixelated. It looked like garbage. Like that's right. not who you are. Listen, you you would not believe how difficult it is to get people to send you a flipping logo. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Lucas does not understand. We legit sometimes just recreate it. Sometimes it's easier. Our design yeah. team just recreates the logo really? because it's. Yeah, they like, hey, I need a high-res <laughs> version of your logo, and then they send you some, like, 100 by 100 JPEG yeah. that looks great, like, on the screen, but then you blow it up, and you're yeah. like, okay, this is a mess. Well, and it's because it was, like, a lot of times, you know, we'll talk to them, and they're like, well, I, you know, I created that in whatever, 
whatever. Still thing download they made the file and keep it on your computer. Like. They, yeah. <laughs> well, and and you know, I think what's so cool about you guys is it's very organic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's organic marketing. It, it's based on who they are. And, and marketing has to be a reflection of us. Marketing has to be part of who we are that makes us what we are. Yeah. Right. And it, it's about telling our story and connecting with those who come through the door. It can't simply be, I, I just can't go for the whole cookie cutter thing no. for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why I do so much of my stuff myself, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's been so neat to watch you guys grow and, and where you're going with it. Um, and, and you teach classes all over the country. You're not just trying to get people to come for you, to you for marketing. You're trying to teach them, Hey, look, if you can't do it with us. I don't know if this is on our current site or if it was on a last site, but you know, the whole biblical story about teach a man to fish, yeah. you know, our thing is, and, and my history is teaching. So I love, like I was, God put me on earth to teach, connect and serve. And so when I'm teaching it, I'm, I'm operating in what I love doing and what we've learned. That's how we've grown our business is by teaching because one of two things is going to happen. We're going to teach you and either you're going to now be empowered to go do the thing that we do. Right. Or you're going to realize I'm in over my head. Either I don't have time to do it. I don't have the skill to do it the right way, or I just don't want to do it. And so no matter how it plays out, we end up with a raving fan because we either get a customer or we've trained someone to go do it themselves. And I will, I will tell you something that is the honest to God truth. I get more satisfaction out of watching someone take what we teach them and go right. implement it themselves and, and see, set, it. Like yeah. see yeah. success than when they just hire us. Look, right. I love when they hire us. I love when they become a client, but there's just, it's a, it's a different feeling altogether when you see them take something that you taught them and then go right. do it with success. I, right. I literally said that at the end of my class yesterday. I said, look, when you put this stuff in place, send it to me. I want to see what, right. what you're doing. Well, and, and, you know, so when we talk about that, right, when we come back and, and we say, why are shop owners marketing the way they're marketing? Cause, cause you know, David does his marketing thing. We talk about it a lot. And, and the truth is, is the reason that they take that spaghetti and throw it at the wall and see what sticks is because they've got so much on their plate already. Mm-hmm. Right. It's tough, but yeah. y'all know being yep. a shop owner is tough. Yep. And especially when you don't have all the processes and policies and things aren't going the way you expect them to go. You're just trying to keep your head above water, Absolutely. not, not trying to market. And, and unfortunately, you know, Rick is, is my mentor and coach, one of my mentors and, and definitely my coach. And one of the things that, that Rick always fussed at me for is I would get stressed out. The shop would be behind on funds or whatever it was. And the first thing that got next was the marketing, right? I'd retract. It always me, is, you know, and the stress is so high and I just need to back up a little bit and I just need to catch my breath. No, no, no. But you're doing the wrong worse. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're backing yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that having almost like a consultant just for your marketing, is important having somebody that's on your team for marketing to look at it and say, Hey, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, now I, I can't lie. I did a, I did a radio campaign and, and, um, did this thing called grouchy Bob's auto. Do you know how many telephone calls I got saying, were you talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good ad. It yeah. was a good ad. I'm still running them. 
I'm still yeah. running. Yeah. Did you change I'm, it up any? I've got like 16 or 17 of them. Oh, do you really? Point. Yeah. That's a whole Should, series. Yeah. yeah. Whole nice. series of grouchy Bob all there. Do you think radio marketing works? So I actually wrote a blog about this because we did radio marketing with extreme success uh, right. in yeah. for our shop. But I believe in a in a very specific way of doing it. And I'm not saying that no other type of radio can work. Right. But I believe in live endorsements. So okay. we had a, a client of ours. It was one of my very first clients, a guy named Jack Boston. Mm-hmm. He was a, a radio host here in Raleigh. Right. And every time he would come in, you know, he'd bring his car in for service and he would say, man, you need to let me do some, some radio advertisements for you. And you know, it was early on in the business. I didn't have the money to do that. Right. He well, was well known, super respected, big listenership. But, right. but finally he hit me at the right point and it was like, okay, let's do this. We right. were getting scheduled to, to start. And he told me, he said, look, I want to do live endorsements for you. I don't want to do scripted uh, or, or pre-recorded. I want to just talk. He was, right. he was talk radio. Mm-hmm. He said, I just want to talk about you. Well, Jack ended up getting leukemia right about the time that we were going to start. And, and he ended up passing away. And wow. I was already in a contract with the radio station. And there was another guy, Bill LeMay, you know, Probably have heard of Bill. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time, I think, since he's been on the radio here locally. But um, but Bill, he he was uh, he talked politics and and all this stuff. Well, right. he had an old Camaro, and you know we we had him come visit the shop because we were like, look, if you're going to do what Jack was going to do, you need to come at least see the shop. Right. And he drives up in this old Camaro; it's falling apart. Right. And we said, look, we got a loaner car. Take the car leave your car here with us for a couple of days. We did about four to $5,000 worth of work on that car. Never gave him a, a bill for it. Right. We just brought it because we wanted him to experience what, what you were, what we could do, you know, right. who we were, mm-hmm. what we could do and all that, man. When he got his car back, he was blown away. And he, you know, from that point on, we were, we were, we had three spots per week. That was it. Right. And he would just, it was supposed to be a, a 60 second spot. Sometimes it would be 60 seconds. Sometimes it would be three or four minutes because <laughs> he's in the That's middle awesome. of his show talking. And man, we had so many people that would come to us and say, Jack or, or Bill LeMay told me to right. yeah. bring my car here. Yeah. They didn't know yeah. him. You would yeah. think it was his next door neighbor. And they would say, man, we hear you on the radio like three times a day. Right. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. It, We're only three times a week. Yeah. It, but, dude, it, it is so effective for us. I mean, yeah. it's been super effective for us. You know, the other big one is billboards. People ask all the time, and you brought up billboards. Do billboards even work for repair shops? Yeah, absolutely. So we're the same, same kind of thing. I think ev- anything works if you do it right. Right. There's a way to do it. And I, so I, know, class, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, I don't think you stayed to the end. Um, yeah. and the, and we I wouldn't have stayed to the end either. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to, had to set up for the booth. I, I was all, loving the class. True. I'm going to be real with you. I was like, I, I actually texted Kim. I was like, man, it is like my blog was read. And this class was developed. Because on you, I stole it all off your blog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I did not. You know what? It's nice that Um, there's somebody else. Like, we're teaching the same thing. But, yeah, the way way that we think about marketing is, like, dead on. Yeah. Well, I could tell that. I mean, because I went to your story brand class in in 19. And you could tell, like, there's – you guys get it. Like, it's it's a – like I said, it's a completely different way to, to approach marketing. Like you guys are asking the wrong questions. Yeah. You're trying to do the wrong thing first and yeah. it doesn't work. It and never works. It's the complete opposite message too. So when you're talking about a billboard, we look at billboards now, right? We, we travel a lot. Right. 
And um, so we're, we're constantly looking at and evaluating billboards. And for me, it mostly comes back to story brand, but I look at it and I'm like, that is a garbage billboard. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes I'll see one and I'm like, that's a great billboard, but why less is more. Like you don't have to put everything on there. And you know what? Your long freaking URL, uh, Right. They're driving a right. car. It yeah. has to be something they can remember. That's and why. QR code. Yeah. Oh my god! I just talked about the QR code yesterday. I'll tell you about that. But, um, but the you know the the phone number. That's why attorneys have five 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 five. You know, yeah, I mean, right. it's got to be yeah, something. They They're driving a car. But catch and go. we were um, there in our hometown, and I I really feel like they took this down because I think that word got back to them that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Because I use it in classes, is a jewelry store in our hometown with a billboard above the building. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a QR code on their billboard. Right. So, first of all, people have to scan it while they're driving. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. When you do scan it, because I was curious, I pulled over one day and I'm like, let me, let me check this out. When you scanned it, I'm not lying. Bless it, Jesus. It opened up Google Maps to bring you to their location. Oh, no, you were there. Like they like, could just put what? an arrow. Like, yeah, we're here. Straight down. But, but you know, along those same lines, so just a quick little thing about QR codes. Um, it's funny because in our business, we have designers, right, who are all about making something beautiful. And then you want to drop a QR code on it, which destroys the whole thing. It's ugly right. and disgusting and whatever. One thing COVID did right. was brought QR codes back to life right yeah. the only way you could go to a restaurant was to scan the qr code and now right. your phones you don't have to download an app you just that made a big it. that was a big deal it, like all of yeah. a sudden because qr codes were going away yes because he he made these little cards and he's like i'm gonna put a qr code in the back i'm like i don't know what qr like i hate using them this that and the other but the fact that you would like just i just have to take a picture and put takes me to yeah. that yeah because she's absolutely right yeah. COVID. but when it when it comes to billboards I would never advise a shop to use billboards before they have things like their Tracking. search engine optimization, right. Google ads, all of yeah. that. Really, just really take solid. them to the website. Like if they can catch the name, like the first thing they're going to do is Google it. Well, yeah. and now so many of the digital billboards have this incredible technology built in that where you can do things. We've done this with some of our clients that are not automotive, like from our past company. Um, where it's called iSpot technology, and this is for Lamar billboards, and they're not – well, no, they kind of are all over the country. Yeah, we have them. We have okay. them, yeah. So they have technology built in where, you know, you said you have like 18 radio different yeah. – you can have all these different billboards created. So depending on the weather, right, it's raining – the billboard suddenly displays. Do you, are you wiper blades bad? Oh, that's pretty slick. That is awesome, right? Yeah, or yeah. if it's um, if the traffic is bad, they'll show like uh, you know quick dinner options. Oh, um, that's pretty slick. Yeah, they there's so much that they can do with it. As a matter of fact, they can use the uh, the location technology on your phone. They don't do it, but they said that they have the technology that they could put your name on the billboard as you're passing oh, and say that's your, crazy. your Tahoe is due for service because of the connectivity between on star. Oh, that's and, creepy. Yeah. It, that's it is. And that's why they said, you're like, you what? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, so really do, does radio work? Does direct mail work? Does billboards work? everything works if you do it well. 
Like, right. the, you know, you have to, and that comes back to what you were talking about a minute ago is, you know, shop owners, are, they throw the spaghetti at the wall. The, the thing about marketing, and you hear this all the time, is you need to, some things you need to give it some time to work. And so they throw the spaghetti at the wall and it doesn't stick. They're like, that didn't work. So they just start throwing more. They right. stop it all. Or different spaghetti or, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and it's the thing. The thing is you have to have some stick to itiveness, right? You yeah. have to, but they don't have time to do that. Right. And it's frustrating, right? I, I did that thing marketing. and it didn't work. Yeah. We, we yeah. hear all the time. People will say something to us like, well, I've tried Facebook ads. They don't work. Yeah. Yeah. And if Facebook ads don't work, you are not doing them right. right. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, the ads that you did did Didn't not work. work. Maybe yeah. your messaging was wrong. Maybe your targeting right. was wrong. Um, or that stupid image, right? The, the stock photo picture, yeah. of the European mechanic wearing yeah. the overalls, overalls yeah. holding the big, huge, gigantic wrench. So <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I just, David kept griping about it, right? And like we had all these podcasts and he would say something about the stock image. I'm like, oh, I just want to see. So I hired somebody to make some ad images, right? And I did some with our photos and I did some with, with other photos. And, and you can literally, if you run them both at the same time, Dude, you can see it. Like one will get traction, the other will do nothing. Yep. It was probably the comments. Like that's a good looking shop, Lucas. When did you expect? Bet, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like fifteen bays long. Meanwhile, he's in a barn with like bay here. <laughs> one downstairs. One downstairs. We put yeah. Ryan in the dungeon. You know though, that's a great point though, because like your marketing needs to be authentic. So yeah. when people walk in the door, they're not like, "Whoa, where?" This is not what I saw online. Well, I, I truly, and I, I say this all the time. People probably get tired of hearing it, but I truly believe that your marketing sh- should be designed to get people to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And you can't do that with stock imagery. Yeah. You, you know, so there's there's marketing, there's advertising. You know, advertising, um, you know, it's just a, like that can be your billboard that's like we fix cars yeah. with the phone number. They don't get to know anything about you. Right. With with that, but but your marketing is where you like you share your culture. You know, you. Right. Um, I mean, people, and, and we've had we've had shop owners that are like, man, people don't care about like my hobbies. Like, yes, yes, they do. They really they want to feel a connection. Yeah, that's how yeah. they connect. Yeah, absolutely. So so your marketing should be designed so that it is it is getting people to actually know who you are to to feel like they have a connection before they ever walk in. Um, right. You know, to like I. I'm a big believer that that good marketing increases your average aura, right? Yeah. Like it, it, I agree. It is not just about getting people in the door. You can you can do so much more with it by getting those because if they come in and they trust you already, yeah, or, build rapport or they, and they trust like you, before they even walk in the door. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, you yeah. hit them with a four thousand dollar repair estimate, and they're they're much more likely to say okay because they trust you, right? Yeah, yeah. that that's huge. That's such a big deal. A little caveat, though, on that that image is that, you know, if we're doing your marketing, I'm in Louisiana. You're in North Carolina. I need right. you to send me some pictures. Right. Right. So, so I, I talk to a lot of shops. That. I talk to a lot of shops. And the thing I tell them, I'm like, I need a website. And I hire a flipping photographer. Yeah. Yep. I tell all the time, get a photographer. Not not my cousin does pictures right. like no 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 we no. just wrote a blog about that i think it's the most recent blog on our website it's, i need to read your blog apparently. should you should you hire a photographer and we're not talking about like you know a professional image is going to be good 
for certain things. You need that for your website. For some of your ads, you're going to need that. For your ongoing social media, I don't need you to have a professional photographer. I just, you know, somebody brought up a great, was it Jen Ryanflash maybe yesterday? Somebody, um, it might have been Scott. One of them said, uh, use your DVI pictures. Yeah. Right. We forget. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I like that. You yeah, know, that's really smart. Connect me to your DVI so that I can pull those pictures out. That right. You've got thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of pictures you forget that you even have. I, I had a conversation. What? I think somebody's at the door. Oh, really? We don't have anybody at noon. Somebody just knocked on the door. That's creepy. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Keep rolling. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a shop owner and, and she Lucas sent her to me and she goes, um, she goes, I hate my website. And I pulled it up and, um, I'm like, it looks good. She's like, no, I hate it. I'm like, well, the problem is the, the pictures. Like, and she's like, yeah, I took those with like an iPhone, the original iPhone. And, you know, mm-hmm. so by the time you blew it up and you, you know, put it in the different places and they cut it and then cropped it and stuff like that. Like it, it looked like a fuzzy mess. And I'm sure that, you know, they were sending the compressed version. They compressed it down, right. sent it by email. So it's probably a third of the size that it should be. I said, just hire a photographer. Just hire for uh, like, and it depends on what part of the country, like they can be pricey, but it's like, if you're going to spend two grand on something that's going to make a, a huge difference, they're yes. going to take a hundred pl- pictures. They're going to spend half a day there. You're going to spend two grand. You're going to get a hundred plus pictures. You're going to be able to use that that over and over and over and over. And maybe not in the social media because you want that to be more organic, but the website, email headers, like there's so many places you can use these beautiful professional pictures. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Dutch a little bit. And so Dutch, he, he ponied up cat because he doesn't go small, right? He like, he got this lady came out and man, did, did she get some pictures? I mean, pictures of the tools, them working on cars. Like she put the book in the back and like, oh man, these pictures are beautiful of Dutch. Dutch is a very handsome man, but damn, she made her, <laughs> she made him look so much better. These pictures were fantastic. And you're just such a, and then you see the Huge iPhone difference. picture. Like you yeah. see the iPhone picture, like that's not the same. Yeah. Like that she knew what yeah. she was doing. Such now, a big difference. One of the things I would always recommend though oh, is to you know work with your web designer before having the yeah, person come out. Because that way we can we can tell you these are the pictures that you should get. I think we have that in a list on the blog. <laughs> yeah, but but we still like we'll, we blog. will work with a a client and come up with their sitemap and we'll know we're gonna have these pages on right the website. So these are some pictures that we want to get, you know, like we want to get a picture of somebody, uh, you know, on, for the air conditioning page, you know, right. maybe, maybe a picture of the tech with the AC machine hooked up or something like that and right. get it from behind in some cases where you don't see the face because there is, you know, I mean, employees come and go. Yeah. Terrible. Man, we got this great, especially the team picture. It's like we oh, got the yeah. whole team right. and oh, that person's not here anymore. Yeah. And by the way, they're in jail. <laughs> we do not want them on the website anymore. Yeah. But those other pictures you can use on social media. So, you know, when, there's like different levels of the professional photography. You're going to, a lot of them are the people working on the car, those things you can definitely use that on social media. So it, it's, you know, you were saying you can get so much use out of it. You really can. Well, and you know, so we do a lot of videos 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and I know you guys have seen some of them, surely. Um, but we do videos for our shop nonstop, and it can be something fun. It can be this and that. Now, the, the big thing about videos for us is, is it can be tough to find somebody to edit them and get them back to you in a timely manner. But I want to tell you what, the videos are super effective. And, and you know, people will reach out to you after you make a video and say, hey, I saw that video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'll talk to you about the video. Um, and, and so much of this means that whoever's in the marketing really needs to be active in the community. They, they can't just go and hide behind the desk. I mean, in, in a way, you know, you guys were talking about um, an experience you had where an owner didn't want to engage. It's almost like, oh, wait a minute. They want me to be part of this. What? Mm-hmm. I just wanted somebody to do it for me. Mm-hmm. No, this isn't. This has to be you. It can be done your for kids. you. Let's stick your kids in there. Yeah. Sort of like you. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about that being <laughs> being active in the community. That's an entirely different subset of marketing that people don't talk about. When yeah. when Kim came to do the marketing for Peak Automotive, she didn't start by you know coming up with direct mail and billboards and and all that yeah. stuff. She got involved in the community. She was yeah. she was going to the chamber of commerce functions, networking which, groups. Yeah, you know the like the chamber. How many times does somebody tell you, oh, that doesn't work? It's like, you know, I, I became a member of the chamber and I've never gotten anything from it. Well, have you ever gone to one Total of the events? Go to all right. the meetings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, B&I. B&I is, is huge, huge for an auto repair yeah. shop. Right. It um, was so good for us. We were in two groups. Brian was in one and I was in the other. Yeah. In the same town. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then so that's good. pretty crazy. Anything you can do to actually get people inside of your shop. You know, right. so at our shop and, you know, she set all this up, we would host like the, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and help them get their merit badge. Well, guess what? Their parents were right there with them. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we did that we had zero intention of ever getting any work from, this was, this was not a marketing thing. We lived here. Our shop was open during Hurricane Katrina. Right. And, you know, that was our home that got hit by Katrina. So we yeah. wanted to do something. All our family, so. Yeah. Yeah. We just started putting it out there that, hey, we're going to bring a couple, we're going to bring a truckload of, of stuff down right. to Louisiana. And if we're you thinking want to. like a Ford F 250. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like my truck, the, the, yeah. the bed of, of it full of stuff. Right. And so we put it out there that, hey, if you want something, like if you want to send something like diapers, water, whatever, bring it to the shop, just drop it off and we're going to take it down there. They brought it. I don't, man, it hit the radio that we were doing it and everything. We wow. filled up two semi trucks. Holy cow. Wow. And thank God that got donated. <laughs> but, but, we, but then for, for the couple of years after that, we asked every person, how do you find out about us? And they say, well, well, we came and dropped some stuff off for the Katrina yeah. drive that you That's did. Awesome. No, but if That's you, huge. If you pause and think about what that really meant. So one, they learned we're from Louisiana, right? Yeah. So then there were other people in the community who were also from Louisiana. So they're like, you're like me, right? Yeah, so that right. brought, they, cause they would come in and they're like, Hey, participate in the Katrina drive. And I'm from Louisiana too. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Metairie. Oh, we're from Hammond, you know? So right. it was that connection. Building connections. Mm-hmm. And then also just by dropping it off, they were coming into the shop. So they were yeah. seeing it. Feeling it, experiencing it. Our staff were like, Hey, thank you so much. I'm Joe. I'm one of the technicians. Let me help you get that out of your car. You know, so it was a whole experience, but that lasted, like he said, for years. We had people. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's and really and cool those concept. kinds of things can happen 
anytime all year long, no matter where you are. Right. You know, we just had another hurricane in Louisiana that just destroyed where we live. Um, we were okay. Uh, our house was okay. But, um, you know, there's fires, there's earthquakes, there's right. um, what, wherever you, tornadoes, or, you know, wherever right. you are, there's something that creates a need that you can help fill. And exactly. that, that community involvement, it, it costs a fraction too. Of, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about the cost of BNI, you can do BNI for two years for the price of a month's worth of Google ads. Right. So it drives me nuts that they quit. These people, like I, I was serving as a mentor. I've been in BNI for about four years. And I, mm-hmm. I tell them, I'm like, you cannot find a better bang for your buck than this. You just have to work it. Yep. You just have to show up. You have to shake the hands and stuff like that, yep. which is painful for me. But like, you can't Huge beat it. Dividends. You cannot yeah. beat it. It's, it's so good. So for, that new shop that has no budget, man, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you do. Well, and I, I, I always thought I had it was a paradigm shift for me when it came to B and I because I was the community person, so I was doing all the th- all the things mm-hmm. and um b and i took a lot of time it is a time investment yeah. if you're really going to do it but at some point i don't know if somebody said this but or where i got it from but i started viewing b and i as my weekly sales yeah. meeting like i was meeting with my sales staff and so i'm educating them to say because most people will think well i want referrals from the people in the group yeah you do want that but what you really want is for them to be referring their friends and family and connections to you so when i started thinking well wait i'm there to tell them this is what i'm looking for this week Mm -hmm. right so it just made a big difference well you know it's funny you say that i was just telling my dad um we were talking about some of the young employees who who are working for their business now. And I, I was laughing at him because I said, dad, I said, I always remember the one thing you told me was is people will not remember what they experience going through here. They will remember what you said. They won't remember anything else. They'll yeah. remember what you How said. You and feel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and, and I'm a big believer that um, life happens outside of our comfort zone. Growth happens outside of our comfort zone. And so, David, this is all about you, buddy. Uh, I just um, said I go to weekly B&I meetings. Well, that's what I'm getting ready Early in the morning, I smile. I'm nice I, to people. Like, that's rough. <laughs> we Have you ever read the definition of nice in the dictionary? I was just wondering. <laughs> um, long story short. You know though, how many shop owners we've shot? I interrupt them a lot. I'm sorry. You know how many shop owners I think got shocked this weekend? Like, they get, they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so from Facebook and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Okay, like I'm, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with faces. I can remember what car I worked on. I'm like, oh, you have the Colorado. We did this, that, this, that. I can't remember names and faces. It's really rough for me. So they're sitting there shaking my hand, I'm, I'm, and I'm like, okay, like I, I don't know who you are, man. I'm sorry. And then a bouncing I, I, I feel ball a little bit bad, but at the same time, I'm really ranking. uncomfortable. You're shaking my hand, and I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> and they're like, this guy's kind of a dick. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be either. I just. Just Were you naturally. trying to compliment him? Is that really what was happening? No, he, it was a it was a, an insult. Like was he, it? it's layered, and he's got to work uh, it. If you like, hadn't if you hadn't interrupted me, I'd have been finished by now, and the pain would have been <laughs> over. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was I was thinking about. I think it was Craig O'Neill who said one of the most powerful things he had ever done was Toastmasters. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and and the you know. 
I, I was never comfortable public speaking, things like that. But man, when you, when you're willing to get out there and put yourself in front of people and, and push things to the limit and get on that video, you know, um, I'm in one of Rick's groups and, and when COVID hit, he was talking about how important it is to do video marketing. And like, I'm, I'm like, Oh, I really hate being on camera. I don't really want to do videos that. Rough. I still can't do video. Like, and that's still. And You're I mean, doing this, it right now. I know, but this is different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is just kind of like a behind the scenes. That's uh, not the same thing as like pulling the camera. Like you, like you were doing it yesterday at the dinner. You're walking around. And you're like talking to the thing. Like, and it seems natural for you, and I get it. Like, but I can't. I just <laughs> is it because cannot. you did? Did you do Toastmasters? No, you didn't. No, you know what he did? What? Y- you've now communicated with him enough. No, <laughs> I don't even know what she's saying. Yeah, okay. Improv. He went oh, to New I Orleans did. and he took improv classes. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't Ooh. know if it was cool, but it was terrible. It- <laughs> <laughs> but tell him some of the things you had to do. I don't remember now, but you came back and I was like, "You did what? They you did that voluntarily? That would not have been a thing. Yeah, I mean, you just had to kind of act out all this crazy yeah. stuff, and and it's so outside of my comfort zone, yeah. to do that. Now I don't saying. mind video at all. I'll I'll shoot a video in a in a second, and I, I right. love video because I know what can be done with video. Yeah. Right. Well, but it's not it's not the video like like that we're doing this right here, but it's only kind of capturing what we're already doing. I'm okay with that. It's it's the um it's the social media the because I'll I have a video I have a few video commercials, but I have one that, like I run for AC that I kind of built, and then and I'm like it's about thirty seconds, and it's me talking to a camera, but it's like it's very scripted. It's not even scripted. It was just me talking to the camera, and then it's very highly edited. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's not. It's not quite the same as getting on on you know Instagram to to through a story or something like that. And it's just you don't want to stumble over your words. You want to seem natural, but it has to feel organic too. Uh, and then what bothers me is the like the I, people like what the hell is that guy doing? You're like. <laughs> I, I, I've learned. I have learned so much from Justin Allen. You're you're gonna have people. He is so good. Have you guys watched the Hunter guy? Have you? Are you familiar? You guys follow him? Uh, like, I guess I'll have to introduce oh, him. So he. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. I got to take over the story. Hold, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so he he has a gimbal and he jumps on like Facebook Live or like and he's just he's just talking to the camera and he's he says all these things and he and and it seems it almost seems natural he's almost like a tv host it's really really good and you're you're watching like man that is so good that is so good and you're looking at him like that's how like organic video marketing should look like because he is doing and then i met him for the first time in real person and that's just how he is naturally like i'm like it's not like you know you you get on camera you have to be more animated yeah Yeah. you have to be more animated because otherwise you're just doing this thing i'm talking and then and so you have a hunter yeah. Okay. You know who? I, I thought shooting yeah. hunter. Well, like no, no, watch it. I'm oh, fun. right here. Yeah, we're good. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Justin Allen with Hunter Engineering Company. This morning, uh, let's see. It's Friday, the twenty third, twenty fourth. I don't know September. Um, but it's a nice crisp morning here in Nashville. First morning I've worn the jacket in uh, months. This was yesterday. But very yeah. excited. We're here to new construction for the Jaguar Land Rover build here in Asheville. Uh, Arden, I guess, technically kind of on the yeah, south side. But I'm going to show you some pictures. We're going to offload some beautiful equipment here. Um, but here's... You hear the energy and the excitement yeah. in his voice? Totally natural. Uh, you know, they might- 
if he's if he's faking your yeah. android if yeah. <laughs> it's so customizable <laughs> anyway he's so natural at it like it's it, it, it yeah I, I met him in person i'm like dude he's on a show he's like mm-hmm. no that's how he is i'm like see i thought God, you were that gonna sounds say exhausting. that you him <laughs> completely opposite no no i've trust me trust me like this you know today i have met some people that are like that total show total bs like they're they're on they're like hey hey and, and you know all of a sudden they're like all over the place right Th- that's not that dude is like that 24 7 well okay. i feel for with um russell brunson Click oh files. yeah 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 russell brunson is like that all the I time mean, now yeah. now his is so animated that you can almost you can tell yeah i mean when he when he's talking he's you know he's talking fast and he's excited yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. but in person he's like super introverted and uh I'm no, I, I don't bring that excitement to my videos. I'm just not that person. <laughs> but actually, I took I took Rick White's class yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the uh, the supercharge your profits or yeah, something yeah, like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I learned a lot in that class, mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with money. Right, and it was funny to me uh, that yeah. he spent about 15 minutes talking about math, and then the rest of it was mindset. But amen. The thing that that I did see was like Rick is a really good presenter. Mm-hmm. I've always prided myself in bringing great content and being okay with the fact that I'm really not that right. great of a presenter. But after sitting through that class yesterday, it kind of inspired me to, to work on, you know, how, right. how I present and the energy that I bring and all so that. So you're going back to um, improv? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and here's, here's the thing that I've learned from Rick, right? Because it, it's funny you bring that up because that's where I was going with this conversation is that, that Rick is like, look, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect right now. If you'll start doing it, you'll get closer and closer. And yeah. that, that's what makes Justin Allen, Justin Allen yeah. is because, you know, it doesn't matter if I stumble over my words. It doesn't matter if people are looking at me. It doesn't matter if I mess yeah, up. No, hold, okay. on, hold on. Hold no, on. I sound like an idiot. He sounds endearing. How the hell did you, how do I get that? You stop sounding like an idiot. Uh, you're screwed. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I always tell people when it comes to video to do exactly what you were just talking about. You just have to get started. And yeah. your getting started might not be published content. I When right. I first started doing video, um, just like everybody else, first of all, I had no idea that I sound like I sound. Not right. a clue, right? And I hate it. Everybody hate hates it, a voice. Hate it, You've hate got it. a fantastic voice, he but does, I hate my does voice. does have a fantastic uh, and, voice. And, uh, and but, I always say I have a voice and a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Ridiculous. But I would sit in my car and pull out my phone and just start videoing myself with the complete intention to delete it. Or to watch it and be like, oh, you need to fix that, you know, whatever. But I don't know, a month. It was a month of just recording and deleting, recording and deleting right. until I just got comfortable. Well, you have yeah. to find your thing, too. I've got mm-hmm. one, of, one of my clients, uh, Michael Galini, your auto shop in Plano, Texas. Um, I, you know, been on him from the beginning. Do video, do video, do video. And I, I created this framework um, that... Uh, that kind of shows you all the points to hit when you're doing a video about a, um, like a, a problem that you're seeing with a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, here's the framework to hit all the points. And he, you know, he just never really, 
you know, got, got into it. But right. then one day I was like, man, just, you know, he, he asked me, he's like, do I have to do all these things? And I was like, no, man, just shoot a video, just do, do whatever you want. And he goes out in the shop and he just shoots a video and he's just like, he's himself. just talking, no framework, nothing. And man, it was awesome. And now right. that's how his videos are. And, and the cool thing about it is his personality shines through in that right. when, mm-hmm. when he was trying to, to do the framework, which the framework helps a lot of people, right? Not him. Right. But, but when, when he, when he was trying to do the framework, it, it was, it you know, he off. just, yeah, it, it did. It, 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 it became, much, yeah. It, yeah, it became a, it became a Robotic. script. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But yeah. without it, like you can, you can see how genuinely nice of a guy he is. And, right. and like there, he, he has kind of a magnetic personality. So when he's just on the camera doing his thing with nothing other than, Hey, I'm going to tell you about this thing that we have going on at the shop. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to bring my car to this guy. Right. Right. See, and that's what I'm talking about. And and what I have found is that if you stop being afraid of making that mistake, I just get out there and post them. Right. Yeah. And I screw up all the time and I sound like a dummy half the time and it's OK <laughs> and I'm OK with it. Right. And and I think that's where that that um, outside your comfort zone really takes it to the next level is because that's where that growth happens. Being natural mm-hmm. and letting people see you and letting them see you as a human being, realizing Look, I sound like a dummy sometimes. I screw up sometimes. I'm just me. Man, that's a different level of connection with other human beings yeah. just like that. Absolutely. It's a you great know? quote. I can't remember who, what famous person said it, but it's uh, be willing to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Amen. You know, Amen. you're afraid that limb's going to break or whatever. Right. But also on video, we talked about this. Uh, I talked about this in my class yesterday. Brian talks about this all the time, and it's it's what we try to get people to do as well is – um you know, just because you did a video and you posted it on Facebook one time and then they're like, man, I spent all this time doing that. It didn't really go far. You can do so much with yeah. one video, right? It's either yeah. on your YouTube or your Vimeo. It's you, you get that um, taken out into a, a blog. You embed that on your blog. You're sharing it on Facebook. And then the one thing people forget to do is play the video yourself and pause and listen, you know, here's five reasons why we like Michelin tires. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's five different social media posts right there. Right. Create five different posts on that one. You get so much life out of this one video. That's awesome. And when you're working with an agency, it allows the agency to share, like you, you are the thought leader at that point. You know, it's, it's not, it's not the agency just posting, oh, we think this might be a good post for them. So let me just put it out there because that's what happens most of the time. Right. But, you know, when, when we've got the clients that are sending us these videos, then we're taking their thought leadership and putting it out there. It's, it's their voice. Exactly. It's, Mm -hmm. it's their ideas. Um, and it allows people to, to actually get to know who they are. Yeah. That's awesome. So if somebody wanted to use you for marketing, how do they get in touch with you? They go to shopmarketingpros.com. Very cool. You guys put out a lot of free content, which is very yes. much appreciated. Like, Absolutely. You guys are on CARM, and you guys do a lot of classes, like online classes and stuff like that. So yeah. they've got a ton of free. And Well, he kept mentioning his blog, so <laughs> check out the blog. <laughs> very nice. Awesome, guys. Cool. Thank, Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thank it was y'all. fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG Podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax-deductible. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy to use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to getshopware.com and see what I mean today. That's getshopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.